0: I'm leery of passion for a few reasons, but one of them is that passion is not a plan. It's a feeling, and feelings change.
1: That's Terry Trespicio, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today we have a brand new featured speaker making her debut on the show to discuss the topic of passion. But she's here to go against what most experts say about following your passion. And to tell you what to do instead, here's Terry Trespicio. Enjoy.
0: The day I got laid off from my job at Martha Stewart, I was relieved. <laughs> I loved the job, I really did. But the relationship was over, and I didn't know how to end it. And then it broke up with me. Did you love when that happens? At the time, I'd been also hosting a radio show for the Martha Stewart brand on Sirius XM, and then not long after, that got canceled, too. On the day of my last show, I got onto the elevator at the 36th floor, and as it started to drop, I started to cry. Every floor took me further and further from what I had been. A magazine editor, a radio host, the person with the cool job to talk about at parties. You know? And honestly, I had no idea what I was going to do, and quite frankly, no one was looking for me. So I did what anyone would do in that situation. I was making some phone calls. Hey, what are you up to? Did I mention I'm available? Oh, I needed to get paid to do something, right? I mean, I live in New York City. If you're not paid to do something, you're not going to be there very long. But this idea that I had to know what I was supposed to do now, right, I'm supposed to pursue this passion, it just bugged me. It always had. And that's because there's a dangerously limiting idea at the heart of everything we believe about success and life in general. And it's that you have one singular passion and your job is to find it and to pursue it to the exclusion of all else. And if you do that, everything will fall into place. And if you don't, you've failed. The pressure starts really young. And it goes your whole life, but it's perhaps most pronounced when you're graduating from school, right? Everyone says, wow, the world's at your feet. What are you going to do now? And it's so intimidating. It's like picking a major for life. You know, I had a hard enough time picking a major for four years, and I changed that once, if not twice. I mean, it was like just intimidating, right? And this compelling, I mean, this really, you know, forceful cultural imperative to choose your passion, it's stressful to me, but it's not just me. It's everyone I talk to agrees with me. The woman who sold me this dress, I told her what I needed the dress for and what I was talking about, and she said, oh my gosh, I, I really need to hear this talk because I just graduated from school, and my friends and I, we don't know what we're passionate about. We don't know what we're supposed to do. I'm leery of passion for a few reasons, but one of them is that passion is not a plan, it's a feeling. And feelings change. They do. You can be passionate about a person one day and a job, and then not passionate the next. We know this, and yet we continue to use passion as the yardstick to judge everything by instead of seeing passion for what it really is the fire that ignites when you start rubbing sticks together. Anyway, I was such a mess when I was in my 20s, such a mess. I was anxious and depressed, and I had no life to speak of. I was temping to keep my options open. And I was sitting around at night in my underwear watching Seinfeld reruns. Actually, I still do that. That's not the worst thing in the world to do. It's fine. But I called my mother every night crying. And I was turning away perfectly good full-time jobs. Why? Because I was afraid. I was sure that I would pick the wrong one and get on the wrong train headed to the wrong future. My mother begged me. She said, please take a job, any job. You're not going to be stuck. You're stuck now. You don't create your life first and then live it. You create it by living it, not agonizing about it. She's right. She's always right. And so I took a full-time job as an assistant at a management consulting firm where I knew nothing about nothing, okay? Zero. Except I knew I had a reason to get up in the morning, get showered, leave the house, and people who were waiting for me when I got there. And I got a paycheck every two weeks. And that is as good a reason to take a job as any. Did I know that if I wanted to be an office administrator for the rest of my life? No, I had no idea. Truly. But this idea that everything you're supposed to do should fit into this passion vertical is unrealistic. And I'll say it, elitist you show me someone who washes windows for a living and I will bet you a million dollars it's not because he has a passion for clean glass. (laughs) One of my favorite columns is a piece by Dilbert creator Scott Adams. He wrote a piece in the Wall Street Journal a few years ago about how he failed his way to success and one of his jobs was as a commercial loan officer. And he was taught specifically, do not loan money to someone following their passion. (laughs) No, loan it to someone who wants to start a business. The more boring, the better. (laughs) Adam says that in his life, success fueled passion more than passion fueled success. When I got my first job as a magazine editor in publishing, I was thrilled. But I had to take a pretty big pay cut. Because at the time, I'd been a catalog copywriter at a wig company, laugh if you will, clearly you are, and many, many people did, but wigs paid. And so I had to figure out a way to make some money. So a friend of mine invited me to a jewelry party, and I said, what is a jewelry party? She said, oh, it's like Tupperware, but with bracelets. I said, okay, got it. <laughs> got it. I went, and I had the best time. I was there hanging out, trying on jewelry, and the salesperson's having a great time, and I was like, that's a job. I could, I could do that. I mean, really, she seems to be having a great time. Now, I had no background in sales, unless you count Girl Scouts, and I was terrible. And I had no passion for jewelry. I mean, honestly, my earrings cost $20. Combined, all of them. (laughs) And yet I was like, I think I can sling silver jewelry to suburban moms uh, drinking daiquiris. Yes, yes. I can do that. And so I did it. I signed up. I became a Sobata Designs rep. And I, you know, listen to me, I was not setting the world on fire right away, really. I was so, uh, like, awkward and afraid of selling. And then I got better, and I got better. I started making some money. And I started getting really passionate about it, not just because of the money, but because what I realized was people wanted this stuff. They were happy to pay for it. I sold so much jewelry that year, I won a free trip to St. Thomas. It's true. I eventually let my jewelry business go because my career path shifted, but I was so glad that I did that because it planted an entrepreneurial seed I didn't know was there, and that bears fruit to this day. Now, as you know, an entire cottage industry has sprung up around helping people find their passions, right? Books, coaching, webinars, whatever, and their heart's in the right place. It's great. I'm all about self-discovery. Okay. But when you ask someone or you're asked, like, what's your passion? It's, it's triggering. It's like upsetting. Like, oh my God, I have to come up with a good answer for this. One of my friends is in her mid forties and she's looking at like, what's her life going to be now? And she's like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. And she's legitimately concerned about this. She's ready to hire a team of people. It's like, why are we worrying about this? You know why? Because she thinks something's wrong with her. I thought something was wrong with me when I was in the seventh grade. And everyone was really into, like, their rock bands and their actors, and they would carve the names of those bands in the tables at the library. And I never carved anything because I couldn't think of anything to carve. I mean, I liked Bon Jovi as much as the next girl, but not enough to deface school property, you know? (laughs) That's probably why I don't have any other... I don't have any tattoos either, I'm assuming that's why. But I thought I was really boring. I thought something was wrong with me. But that's the fear, isn't it? That when someone asks you at a party, on a date, at a job interview, what are you passionate about? That you're not going to have this wow, compelling answer. And that that means you're not interesting or ambitious. Or that you don't have a singular obsession or a scary talent that you're hiding. And that your life isn't as worth living, and that's not true. Passion is not a job, a sport, or a hobby. It is the full force of your attention and energy that you give to whatever is right in front of you. And if you're so busy looking for this passion, you could miss opportunities that change your life. You could also miss out on great love, because that's what happens when you have tunnel vision, trying to find the one We all think we know the kind of person we are and the kind of person we could love, but sometimes we're wrong, blissfully wrong. And sometimes you don't know what you're gonna do next, right? I mean, I don't. I love not knowing what I'm gonna be doing five years from now or what I'll be into, and that's okay. It's okay not to know. You know why? Because the most fulfilling relationships, the most fulfilling careers, are those that still have the power to surprise you. And as for the things you know you want to do, you want to write a book, you want to start a business, you want to change careers, great. But if you're sitting around waiting for passion to show up and take you there, you're going to be waiting a long time. So don't wait. Instead, spend your time and attention solving your favorite problems. Look for problems that need solving. Be useful, generous, People will thank you and hug you and pay you for it. And that's where passion is, where your energy and effort meet someone else's need. That's when you realize passion lives in realizing what you have to contribute. Why do you think when you ask people what they're passionate about, they say, helping other people? So don't wait. Listen to my mother. Just start doing, because to live a life full of meaning and value, you don't follow your passion. Your passion follows you.
1: Big thanks to Terry Trespicio for stopping by. Her website is terrytrespicio.com. Her Instagram is the letter T, followed by her last name, Trespicio. And her latest book is entitled Unfollow Your Passion Stop Searching for Purpose and create a life that matters to you. And I have all the ways to connect with her as well as a link to the entire talk in the show description. And lastly, when you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify podcast, share it, or if you can leave a rating and review on Apple podcast, that would be very much appreciated. So thank you very much. I appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you back here Friday. So until then, Stay strong, later.